2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to High Tide. Yes, it is five minutes after six. If you're looking forward to the final hour of today's program, you're probably the only one I can't say I am. I'm scared to death. Anyway, Broken Bay to Port Hacking. If you're thinking of heading out today, you might want to think again. Suddenly, 15 to 25 knots reaching up to 30 knots offshore during the morning. Winds decreasing to 10 to 15 knots by late evening. Seas 1.5 to 2.5 metres, decreasing to 1.5 uh, by early evening. The first swell suddenly one metre increasing to 1 to 1.5 during the morning. Second swell will be an easterly 1 to 1.5 decreasing to 1 during the morning and good chance of showers for uh, Cape Morton to Point Danger. Northerly 10 to 15 knots reaching up to 20 knots um, south of Point Lookout around 1 metre will be the seas. Easterly 1.5 will be the swell and they're saying clear and mostly sunny. Now Mr Blake, I've got, I think I found the perfect intro for, for Kieran. Do you want to have a listen? Yeah, I'll have a listen. Go on. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> I think that works, don't you? Oh, I do too. But I think Mark Manaziek would be exactly the same as that. Morning, Mark. Morning, guys. Morning. <laughs> just get re- just get ready for the- to press that button in case I drop a few f bombs. <laughs> he has been listening, Blake. He has been listening to the program. He knows what. And Mr. Ricky, isn't he being quiet in the background there? He has. I'm just taking it on board. Thanks very much for the intro. Ready, ready to pounce at in- any moment. Oh well, it's pretty hard to go past what PJ had to say. Yeah. Yes. Well, I've, I've spoken to PJ and, and many others. Um, over these last couple last couple of days, and yeah, I can't disagree with anything that anyone's been saying about this uh, appalling decision Mark, uh, by the I minister. This? Do you think the Mims that Mims has got enough intelligence to say, "I don't need this woman in charge of fisheries and del- and delete her, get rid of her," or do we get rid of her advisors? <sighs> Look, I, yeah, there's suspicions going around that it was actually Mins that came over the top of her and made this decision. Um, yeah, and, and what you have in front of you is actually just a, a weak minister that actually can't stand up for a portfolio. Um, either way, it's it's extremely disappointing. You've got a minister that clearly has no understanding of her portfolio and a department uh, equally so as well. Uh, in you know, in, in budget estimates on Tuesday, when or, or sorry, on Wednesday, when this was uh, put to her and, and questions were asked, you know, the first thing she couldn't even identify um, a picture of of a groper um, that I showed her of me you know, as a young lad, young lad, bloody uh, with my grandfather. She couldn't identify a groper. Yeah, but hours ago she just banned it. Um, you know, and then then it only got worse from there. You know, there was um, you know admissions that it wasn't based on any science. There was no stock assessment. Uh, when I put to her, well, how do you then measure this success of the twelve month trial? She couldn't answer that. Um, and I guess to double down on the stupidity, um, the director of fisheries. Later on in the day, 
tried to spin this yarn that somehow spearfishermen and fishermen were over overestimating the uh, blue groper that they see. Is that Sean Sloan? Yeah, Sean Sloan, because he he seemed to think that they were overestimating that the blue groper that they were seeing when they went under the water. I, I might be um, wrong. They were, confusing, they were apparently confusing with, uh, it with the southern Maori wrasse. Now, I had fishermen in the room, and they they were almost falling over laughing at this comment, you know. Um, and everyone I've put it to have, have, have been laughing at it. There's nothing similar about a blue draper and a southern Maori wrasse. You, you know, you look at the photos between them, and... So oh, the, the director of fishery is trying to take the mickey or he doesn't know what a bloody blue draper looks like. So I think we've got I think we've got a few problems. We've got a minister I, that I doesn't do know recall, a portfolio. Uh, he, he, he was um, sort of frog marched out of South Australia when he was in charge of fisheries down there. Yeah, well, that, look, that's that's right. He came he came with, with baggage, you know, um, in terms of, I guess, mishandling or not doing the right things in terms of the snapper fishery mm. in South Australia. But um, it's it's a worry. Um, she does, yeah, she doesn't seem to know a portfolio. The fisheries department doesn't even seem to know. Uh, the issues either. Um, no, this was done on science. It was done on emotion. So people are rightfully asking, you know, what species is next? What what uh, activity that involves animals is next uh, is also a concern. It's it's not just fishing here that we need to be concerned about. It's, you know, it's farming, breeding of animals, uh, you know, for for pets. Um, we've got a review of the uh, Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act coming up this year. You know, is she going to completely flip that on its head based on emotion or community, so-called community feeling? Um, it's really diabolical. Um, and I guess, I, you know, it, it culminated in me exposing how people that are paid out of our trust fund to improve access, our access, our so-called access officers, have been actually actively going against that remit and on many occasions uh, closing down access or supporting the closing down of access. Um, and I dropped that little hand grenade on the minister and she wasn't too impressed when I took some inspiration from you, Kieran, you know, in saying that we shouldn't be paying for our licence fees if this is this is the garbage we're getting. Um, and I proceeded to actually cut my fishing license up in front of her um, because that's <laughs> that's how livid and angry I am about this decision, um, and just angry about I, how. I, I would I think that ICAC should be invest, investigating them for the misappropriation of the trust fund money. Well, that's it. That's one of the other things that I actually put put to them. There was, you know, I think I spoke to you guys about this the other week. There was. 500-odd thousand being paid to access officers out of the Fisheries Trust, and they're supposed to be improving access. And and then they've actually then double-dipped and taken another 150,000 out to so, 
to apparently for a project to look at Crown Land roads and Aboriginal land claims, which is essentially doing the work of Crown Lands. That's their job to you know to manage those conflicts. Um, so look, there is certainly um, you know argument to say that they've misused misused the, the funds. Um, you know that to me this example I just cited is a clear clear case of just double dipping um, and and abusing you know, the trust. Well, you've got to look at the uh, the chair of the Recreational Fishing Trust Fund as well because he signs off on that. Well, well, that's it. The whole the whole you know the committee the committee agrees to it. The the, the chair signs off on it, and then the minister signs off on it. Yeah, so we come back to we come back to my original point. The minister minister doesn't know her portfolio. The minister doesn't know uh, what she's doing. You know, we several times on this show I've called called for a standalone fisheries minister and a statutory authority, and you know now I'm saying, well, we need to clarify that we actually need a fisheries minister that bloody knows what they're talking about and a statutory authority that doesn't have half these monkeys from the department in it because yeah you know, clearly if they just move straight over we don't have the same problem yeah, yeah it certainly changed the direction of what what it was invented how it was invented and what it was supposed to be when we got all pushed for the recreational fishing license you know and an individual trust fund to to control it, ten percent would be the maximum uh, running fees and contributed to, out of that, you know. And, yeah, it's be, uh, it's somehow, it's, it's uh, been somebody agreed to uh, let fisheries take control of it. Yeah, it's been it's been totally it's been totally perverted and totally corrupted, um, yeah. and and. I now know have I have no faith in it now, just like many others, and, and probably just like you, Kieran. Um, it's it's a sad day, uh, sad day for fisheries uh, and fisheries yeah, management. Yeah, you know, it's a total total retrograde step. And a bottle of wine doesn't cost the hundreds and millions of, of dollars that uh, these people are uh, misappropriating. Well, well, that's that's it. Um, but I guess, you know, most importantly, the the decision made by the minister to, to essentially enact closures and enact bans based on emotion is a complete retrograde step in fisheries management. She's taken fisheries management back into the dark ages, um, and if if this is what she's prepared to do, based on a little bit of community angst uh, about, uh, you know, someone doing the wrong thing. You know, heaven help us. Um, I've got a, one bit if of I, advice if, for me. If, I, if he doesn't get rid of her, he'll be gone himself. Well, that's it. He's got he's got close to 500,000 very, very pissed off recreational fishermen um, that will be breathing down, breathing down his neck. Um, and I'll be making sure that they'll be breathing down his neck because I'll be I'll be there with them. Um, it's 
she she has to go, um, and she has to be replaced with a, a minister that actually understands the portfolio um, and to actually direct her department to do the right thing instead of the other way around. The department seems to be directing her uh, and leading all of, leading her into the wrong directions. I better say no more, and well, I suppose we uh, we better let you go. I would think. Yeah, look, no worries. I'm sure there'll be, um, be more to there'll be more to say on this matter for sure. Yeah. I, I, I just, Mark, I just love that Kieran said uh, I'm not going to say any more on this matter. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Play the tape. That's the end of the round. We'll look forward to catching up with you for round two next week. I'm sure there'll be more said on this one, brother. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Mark Mazziak there from the. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so YouTube keeping going. Um, Mark Benaziak there joining us on the High Tide program. And the Shooters, Farmers, or the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. It's that, that's the order, isn't it, Blakey? That's the one. Yeah. Don't get it wrong. Yeah, I actually, I, for some reason, I always had it in my head the other way around with the Fishers last, but Mark would never put the Fishers last, would he? No, that's right. See. Okay, on the other side of this, we're going to see, we're going to ring Swanee and see if we can get Swanee or Yvonne to go tip some cold water over the top of Kieran Reiki. We'll be back after the break. Talking Sport, weekdays from three. The pressure lays with those that have got some major signings. That would include my old joint, the Bulldogs, got the coach Cameron Serrato on the line. I don't have to tell you about that word pressure, but how are you handling it after the tough back end of last year? Oh, I enjoyed a lot of parts of last year and I learned a lot of lessons as well, but they're doing a lot of hard work, enjoying each other's company and they're working together. And, oh, I'm really enjoying going to work every day and being part of it. This is 2SN. I talk to many passionate Australian cricket supporters, not more. One disappointed fan, not one. The big winner, obviously, is Test Cricket, as we all agree. The 12 overs, the way he did, at express pace, never let up. He was unbelievable. I work outside in a million degrees every day taking care of high-rise resort gardens, and I put the radio on in the afternoon, you kick in at 2 o'clock, and, and I just don't notice what's going on around me. I just have a chuckle and power through the last couple of hours. Oof. So thank you very much for doing that. Talking Sport, weekdays from 3. Hey you, right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. Search DAB Plus and listen now. Stiff, sore and sorry can help you manage the discomfort of arthritis. And with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee, what have you got to lose? Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Relief Gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website, Love Oil Collection. That's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040 66 71 359. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? 
water. But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. TMD available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 22 minutes after six. Just a reminder, don't forget, uh, if you want to find out if we're going to have a show next week, hop onto the High Tide Facebook page and uh, follow and we'll let you know that if we've been kicked off air at all. And if uh, you want to download uh, the podcast, the podcasts uh, are going up. They're still available wherever you get your uh, favourite podcast from Apple, Spotify, all of those places. If you'd like to take out a bit of audio of Kieran having a blab and make it your ringtone, it is all there, ready to go. Sounds good to me. Now, we're going up to Swanee and Eve on this morning. Good morning, Swanee. Good morning. How are you? Not too... I'll cool him, da- I'll cool him down later. Da- uh, da- 8 o'clock in the pool, Kieran. Do you need to listen via the radio or can you just hear it through the walls sort of thing? <laughs> I could hear it through the wall. This <laughs> morning, yeah. I've just been informed we're not going swimming this morning. We've got some uh, electrician coming. <laughs> yeah, um, grape. I was barred from catching grape years ago. Leave on barred me because something about their pretty eyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. How are you, Karen? I'm very good. I'm excellent. I've been in good form this morning. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've, I've had the radio on the last half. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> yeah, we may not be here next week, as you said. Anyway, we'd better do a fishing report. At least they've got a ride in Queensland. They don't pay for a fishing licence up here. Nah, that's right. Yeah, do anyway, some fresh water. Yeah, I've had some great weather during the week. Wednesday, I'm good. Um, the mornings have been really good, uh, light and variable winds, and uh, we've been out there um, uh, making hay while the sun shines as it is. Um, the mackerel band finished on uh, Wednesday. Uh, I think it goes only for a week or something, and it's back in again. It's a bit hard to follow nowadays, like everything. But uh, they'll be out there this week and get the stuck into the mackerel. But, uh, um, you know... Uh, when I say stuck in, you can have one or two to the boat, which is, you know, I think is a very small. Uh, that's another um, another uh, argument for another day, especially when you've got to go 15 mile out and spend a lot of money on boat and get bait gear and and uh, petrol and uh, only allowed to catch one. But anyhow, they're trying to. Uh, 
stop and uh, take a load off uh, fishing uh, bottom fish out here, reef fish, and, and they do something like that. But you catch one mackerel, what are you going to do when you're out there? You're going to bottom bass and, and take reef fish. But then uh, that's another argument for another day. But, uh, yeah, the fishing's been pretty good. There's plenty of uh, uh, grassy sweet lip out there um, at the moment. Uh, Murphy's Reef looks like being the best. But, uh, uh, a lot of sharks to, uh, uh, turning up. It's, uh, um, people are, are actually uh, fishing for snapper and sweet lip uh, with whole pilchards, just floating baits, and uh, they'll pick up a nice mackerel or a nice uh, sweet lip and, you only get half the fish back, so yeah, they're a bit of a problem at the moment. Um, I spoke to Jay the other day. There was a couple of small blacks taken during the week, like marlin, and the sailfish um, around the 30k, 30 to 35 mark, just inside the marlin banks. Um, he was out yesterday. They got a comp on a club comp. I couldn't get in touch with him last night, but be interested to see um, how they went. Um, the beaches at the moment, uh, you'll get uh, uh, plenty of whiting, uh, dart at the moment for those using worms. The rivers, uh, you've got the big tides at the moment on the full moon. Uh, mangrove jack, um, there's plenty of jacks at the moment. Strip baits, uh, nice fresh mullet strip baits or live baits at the night time in the cod hole or around the bridges. Uh, any of the uh, anything in uh, structure in the water, you'll, you'll pick up mangrove jack. Uh, the whiting still go. And, uh, they've been there for a few months down near Twin Waters. Um, little soldier crabs and yabbies and worms. Uh, you'll get yourself a food of a really, really decent whiting down there. There's a few flathead around. Uh, just slow troll livers along the edge of the mangroves will get you a food of flathead. Uh, get the crab pots in. It's the full moon. Um, Keep an eye on them. There's a lot of uh, sharecroppers out there. <laughs> Got to be careful. Um, I'll be putting the pot in tonight to see if I can get a feed. Uh, yeah, generally that's about it. Fellas, you got the big tides in the moon at the moment, so fishing should be pretty good in the river. And uh, hopefully uh, we can get Kieran in the pool and cool him down. <laughs> It'll want to be a big pool. <laughs> it is. It's a, <laughs> it's a resort type pool. Plenty of room to get away from him in there. Good <laughs> much. <laughs> well, good luck. Where are you going today, did you say? Hey, where, where are you going today? You were going to go fishing, but you're not, going for a swim, but you're not allowed to go for a swim. Now, where are you going? Oh, no, we've got the electrician coming. Oh, the electrician's coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't don't throw somewhere. him in the water. That could end okay. badly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get him to put the, throw, throw a plug in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, Swanee. See you, Yvonne. Okay, fellas. Swanee. If we're here. <laughs> Hey, guys, you remember last week um, David uh, wanted to fish Bruby Beach and uh, ask, was asking Matt from Salamander Bait and Tackle uh, for a bit of a leg up. He ended up taking um, six bream and five whiting. Oh, good. It's a nice little haul. So, you know, yes. Matt was 100% spot on with the with the tip there. We're going to catch up with Greg Reed in just a few moments. Time is still to come on the program. Going to chat with Paul Bird about prawning. Now, there's going to be... I get frustrated with that because they can use nets up there. Yeah. Yeah. What have we got to do? Walk around with the fly swatter? No, no, no. We can't use calf nets. Yeah, but you you can go and catch some prawns. Yeah, yeah, but they can cast. They'd like they're pulling in a kilo a go. 
Yeah. That's my sort of vision. <laughs> I don't have to work too hard for it. 29 minutes after six here on High Tide. Look out for the sunrise. Enjoy local service. Delivered with a friendly smile. Look out for the sunrise. Enjoy local choices. The best within a country mile. Next time you're refueling your car, look out for Sunny the Kookaburra at your local Sunrise, a trusted and independent local store. There's over 1,200 stores Australia-wide. Visit newsunrise.com.au and do what the locals do. Look out for the sunrise. Enjoy local service. The best within a country mile. Because they specialise in strata complex unit and commercial building repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists that you can trust and you really can trust them. They're good. So if you do need repairs or you do need refurbishments or maintenance to your strata complex or unit or commercial building, Network Construction Services are the leaders in remedial building work. Call Steve, 9808 Seven, three. Imagine if you could transport yourself from your car to this one. Discover the Hyundai Santa Fe. Serenity in the front, harmony in the back. With Lane Keep Assist, avoid the horns and the headaches. Not to mention the choice of six or seven seats to suit all your family's needs. Enjoy a $2,000 factory bonus for a limited time only at your local dealership today. Imagine that. Hyundai. There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670 It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now... australianmade.com.au Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Room View makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Welcome back to the program. Time to head down to Jervis Bay. See, see, when Blakey's away, I know how to say it. Greg Reed from ProLureAustralia.com.au is joining us online. G'day, champion. How are you? Good afternoon. Oh, good morning. Sorry, Grant. Good morning, <laughs> listeners. It, it, I, don't know what, I don't even know what day it is or what time it is. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. 
At this time, of, <laughs> at this time of day, I totally understand. Look, there's a couple of oh. things I want to chat to you about today, but let's talk about the fun stuff first of all, because <laughs> I know that uh, quite a few people have been down your way fishing, and how have they found it? What's been going on down there? Is it still good fishing? It's oh yes, peak time. It is. It is peak time, but it's usually it's the weekend, and there was a few dogs getting blown off chains on on the Friday night again, ready for the Saturday morning. Um, so Sudley's come through last night, and that'll still be in the in the mix today. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if we get 20, 20 knots today. It's certainly going to create a lumpy sea. The wind will go back to the north on the Sunday. Sunday's probably the better pick early, um, but it'll be a lumpy sea if you're into offshore and um, and marlin and dolphin fish and all that sort of stuff. Um, estuaries are fired up at the moment. Um, we've got a Hobie comp on in the – is it Hobie? Sorry, not Hobie, um, a kayak fishing comp. And it just escapes me what one it is, but there's going to be a whole bunch of kayakers uh, launching at Basin View Ramp uh, this morning uh, for a catch and release comp down there. And they usually get pretty good numbers for those between 50 and 100 uh, for these comps between Hobie and the ABT. Um, so expect that. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, once again, it's the weekend. And if you're offshore fishing, you think. You should have gone midweek when it, was <laughs> when it was flat and calm or develop a lifestyle so you just can go midweek and no one cares, you know. Um, I'd say that's probably the better option. But here's the irony. I'm heading down to Sydney Harbour on the on the yacht on Monday and, like, there's yeah. no wind. There's going to be no wind, according to the models. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go Sunday, put the kite up, mate, and uh, just run down here. It would be beautiful. Uh, if I wasn't working, trust me, I'd be there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, but no, look, there has been plenty of reports of not only blacks and baby blacks and striped marlin, but the odd blue marlin around, which is pretty consistent for this time of year as well. Um, dolphin fish on the fad. But once again, it'd be only for the hardcore, really. It'd be pretty uncomfortable offshore, at least for today anyway. Um, you get a bit more respite from that tomorrow. Um, not a place for the rocks out on the weekend after this, uh, after this subtly blows come through and blown up a bit of swell. Once again, you have to wait for the uh, for the conditions there to back off a bit. Beaches are good. Lots of wattle on the trees, which indicate whiting and uh, whiting and brim on the beaches. Um, some of those old observations still ring pretty true. Um, in the basin itself, the topwater bite's just in full effect. Um, so we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. If your only caper is just fishing with bait, and it's not just because I'm a lure maker, but like if your only caper is just fishing with bait, you're missing out. Um, the whole thing about throwing out an artificial presentation onto the surface of the water and watching a fish come up and eat it and hearing that <laughs> slurp off the top, it's so addictive. It's funny um, how and- people have been converted, though, Greg. I mean, like oh, Pete, yeah. Peter Johnson, total convert. Aaron from Lunatics Fishing that we were talking to earlier this morning, he absolutely – well, he doesn't fish with anything else. So – they're obviously nah. there's method in the madness. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I find with most of it, it's it's a confidence thing. And look, let let's be real about it. In some cases, bait will outfish a lure, but for my money, in the right hands at the right time, and once you put put a few environmental factors into it and gear factors into it, uh, lure fishing is not only more deadly, but it's also a, a lot more fun and to present. An offering to a fish on the surface of the water this time of year where they're all geared to looking up for insects and prawns and that sort of stuff is it's just next level fun and there's a whole lifetime worth of fun in that and it's it's easy to do. So um obviously I'm biased with it. 
and I became so addicted to it, I decided I wanted to go and design lures and work for a lure fishing company, so I do. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, but what um, I love so, about people in the fishing game is, sure, they may work in the fishing game, but they all go fishing, so at least they're getting out there and doing the do, you know? I'd still do it for nothing. Yeah. And I'll do in many ways, I do do it for nothing. Um because it's just a great fun thing to do. Yeah. Look, having said that, you will that there is a good, still a good um, school Mulloway bite going on in the basin. There's a lot of tailor around, right in the middle, right in the guts of the basin. Just follow the birds. Um, the, if you see two or three crested terns all um, all in the one area, that's where the tailor are boiling up the bait to the surface. Take a stick bait with you. Um, but one thing I, I guarantee you won't be doing very shortly is going fishing off the rocks for a groper. So I was going to ask you, what have you got a lure for groper? And I, I yeah, speak in. Yeah, I've got. I, I do. Um, or there's a cranker crab as well. Shout out to Steersy. Cranker crabs are deadly on groper. Yeah, but there's. Problems. And I should preface this. I should preface this. You know, you know where this is going. Totally. And minister, if you, if you're listening, you know where this is going. Um, I should preface this by saying, none of us who who surf, dive, fish, spend any time in the water, on the water, harvesting the resource wants to see anyone swim up to a, a blue groper and shoot it. It's just a gutless it's a gutless thing to do. Yeah, and, and there's no sport in it, there's the... no fun in it, there's no skill in it ah. because you don't have to chase them. They come to you. They do. Um but let let's put it in, in terms of a fisheries managing uh fisheries fisheries management aspect where the where the fisheries manage right with science as opposed to emotion. Um there are plenty of them about and they are very tasty and selectively harvested with the right current bag limits, which we have in place. Um, there's no shortage of them. Yeah. So let, let's get one thing straight where most of us, you know, I, I would say most of us are, are disgusted by the, the recent events of, you know, in Sydney and down here in Jervis Bay where people have speared blue groper. But I think, you know, the decision this week um, to ban line fishing for groper based on, a, um, let's face it, politics and emotion, um, with all due respect, has just shown the current minister's incompetence and she, she, she's not fit for the job. Um, how do we base an entire, entire fisheries management policy on emotion and, and, frankly, just catering to certain political groups who call themselves green? Um, it, it, it just beggars belief. And it, it's, it's also an insult to the good staff that actually work for fisheries that, that really know how to manage a fishery that are completely constrained by these, by these politics. lunatic things. Yeah, by politics. Basically, it's politics. I mean, it's akin in a lot of ways to saying that a motorbike crashed down on the corner, so let's ban all cars. Yeah, you know what? I, like, yeah, we we could draw a lot of we could draw a lot of parallels. I find a bonito cute too. So what? We we ban spear fishing for them, or or all fishing for them. Well, the and thing what is that the, it was a spear. What side? Who who identifies with what? And all of a sudden, we're not looking at stock assessments. We're not looking at the science. Looking at the science of you know potentially upsetting a balance. We're just no someone's. Someone's offended, so we've got to um, we've got to ban the harvest of that one particular species. It just makes no sense whatsoever. It's a profoundly poor decision. Um, and moving forward, there there is one way which we can solve this, but and and I hope to see it in my lifetime, Grant. The way to solve this problem and re- have a really well managed fishery is to have a dedicated 
um, portfolio. Fisheries needs to stand as a dedicated portfolio with a dedicated minister. This is a massive industry. It's a massive resource, and we need a minimum extra 100 to 150 compliance officers who also in some capacity act in an educational way as well. And the resource is just getting flogged left, right and centre at the coalface uh, because we don't have enough fisheries officers for a start. Now, where's the minister on this on this aspect? Nobody knows you know, she doesn't missing, say anything. Not, and, and look, it's in all fairness to her at the moment, that's been a problem with with successive governments. I mean, I've, in my time in on Wreckfish New South Wales, I sat in meetings with heads of department, you know, begging to have 100 more officers. Um, really, that's where we're going to manage the resource well in terms of compliance and size and bag limits and, and not based on emotive decisions. We've just set a really dangerous precedence this week um, and hopefully we'll just see this ridiculous 12-month ban phased out well, after think, 12 months. We'll get back to properly managing the fishery for, for everybody. The thing is, Greg, I don't, I don't know the minister. She might be, you know, very competent. I don't know her background. But what I do know is that you don't smack people that aren't doing the wrong thing. And especially no, when there are no. so many fisher people out there, right? You look at the <clears throat> look at the number of licences that we've got issued just in New South Wales, right? Yeah. There are all people that vote that are all being kicked in the teeth Right? Yeah. And what have they done wrong? Nothing. The problem was spearfishing for groper should be a $10,000 fine. That'll stop it. That will stop it. Absolutely guaranteed. Yeah, That'll I'll, stop I'll it. Who speared, that, speared that other groper in Sydney? He wasn't given the full max fine. No. It was, it was ridiculous. Like, uh, And I actually don't know what the final outcome there was, should preface that. I'm not entirely up to speed with that final outcome, but I believe it was only $500, which is just a slap on the wrist. But then why do you why do you punish the people that are doing the right thing, right, when it's not them that caused the problem in the first place? I just don't get... Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I want to be fair. I'd like to be fair to all politicians, and I know people yeah, ring up should. during the commercial breaks here at uh, 2SM and the Super Radio Network, and they'll say, but you're not giving the other side of the view. We can't. They won't come on. If they would no. come on and say, if she came on and said, the reason why we did that was A, B, and C, we might all sit there and go, well, you know, that's fair call. But there's no, yeah. there's no address. There's no... There's yeah, no... It would, yeah, and you and I are probably more nuanced than the average uh, member of the public in, in, in terms of the politics around this. And frankly, it bores me to tears. Yeah. I'd rather just go shit. But like in this case, we have set a dangerous precedent and and, and hopefully it's a one-off blip and... and yeah, as I said in my lifetime, I'd love to see a dedicated fisheries portfolio with a, just a dedicated minister that just l- was passionate about and just looked after fisheries and an extra minimum of 100 compliance to 150 compliance officers in New South Wales to support the boys and girls in that space that do a really good job. And then we'd have a seriously good fishery and good ecological outcomes as well. Would you accept, would you accept fisheries, a fisheries minister that was also a maritime minister, if they combined those two roles to one minister, not the roles themselves, but just the, the person looking they're, they're after They're totally them. different roles. Um, they're totally different roles, Grant, yeah. um, in terms of the ecology and, and, and you know, commercial or, or recreational boating. Um, that that's my, that's my wish list. In the perfect world, that's what I would like to see because the the resource deserves it. It's a massive, massive industry between commercial and recreational fisheries 
and, and the environment and the responsibility that goes with that in New South Wales. Yeah. Um, so we need a dedicated portfolio to really get really serious about it. And the first government that actually does that, they're the ones that are going to secure the majority of the votes. Yeah. And, and, and the environment's going to win and the blue grape is going to win and everyone's going to win. See, I mean, if, even if you're absolutely lousy at your fish identification, and I am, every time I catch a fish, I get the uh, New South Wales Fisheries app out and start looking through it to see which fish I've got. You know, in, you know obviously... Um, There's no excuse for not knowing what a blue grape. Well, that's what I mean. You know, it's illegal to spear. Like it, it is just beyond comprehension that someone could even contemplate that. We're all horrified by it. Both sides of the political spectrum here, whether you, you, you know, your allegiance lies lies with being a green voter or a shooters and fishers party voter or or whoever you vote for. Um, no one wants to see a blue grape. Getting speared, but at the end of the day, we should be well within our rights in terms of the management of the stock, because they are quite abundant to be able to harvest them on a on a very um, sustainable level, on a sustainable way. Which line fishing for groper by removing one at a time with your current bag limits is 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 completely sustainable. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we could talk ad nauseum about it. So. Um, Let's hope this ban just dies out over over twelve months, and we get back to really managing the fishery, and um, let the staff in there, the good staff that really know how to manage the fishery, do their job. And talk fun stuff like Pro Lure Australia. Tell us about uh, <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. us about the website. Uh, well, I got two new colours out in the ST seventy two minnow. It's a little slim twitch uh, seventy two mil minnow in both a deep and a shallow dive, and we got a new colour out this week called Smelt. Uh, which is like a bait fish portfolio. You put that on a bit of four to six pound braid uh, with four to eight pound leader and you throw that around some sandy patches or on a drop off or even troll it behind your boat on four pound braid with eight pound leader 40 metres out the back of the boat, you'll smack some fish on it. Beautiful. Sounds like a good tip. Reedy, thanks so much for your time this morning. We do appreciate it. No worries, Greg. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Greg Reid joining us there from proluaaustralia.com.au. Go check out the website. You'll definitely be grabbing some of the product. We'll be back with more of High Tide right after this. Brent Bultitude. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, he's not the first and he won't be the last politician to tell his constituents fibs. They promise the world they know they can't deliver it and they make themselves look like absolute idiots because people just distrust them forever. The old not locking your car story, eh? Hey? The, the car's pretty years old and he come in the shop and got me, said he wanted to talk to me and booked me $61 for not locking it. <laughs> Surely they've got bigger fish to fry, haven't they? Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. Ensure a smooth journey by starting your next road trip at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre, where expertise meets reliability. Our technicians will check your vehicle is road trip ready. At Repco Authorised Service, we prioritise your safety and peace of mind. 
Don't let car troubles ruin your holiday. Book your service online at repcoservice.com and hit the road with confidence. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. If you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peters. Scanpan cookware, Rydell glassware, Wedgwood dinnerware, Stanley Rogers cutlery and Sheridan towels. Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week, or shop online, petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else? If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home, the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. At 10 minutes to 7, you are listening to High Tide. Could be for the very final time. You never know. We've all had a go now. We've all. <laughs> no one's missed, right, Blakey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, well. Let's leave that alone now. We'll move on. Is Bertie there? Good morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Paul, I forgot to yeah. ask you a question last week. There was a listener rang in. Where are best going yeah. to buy live uh, bloodworms around the Tweed? What was that? Where do you get bloodworms, live worms around the Tweed? Around the Tweed, just next to the Blue Groper Hulk. So you're going to have <laughs> some great spots out there for worms, everybody. And there's going to be, like, you know, you'll have them swimming past. You'll be so many in 12 months. Mate, uh, no, look, I, you've, every rule, uh, every state has different rules and regulations. Um, so be, be, be sure to check your local areas where you can and cannot bloodworm. Beach, no, no, no. Any of the shops sell them at all up there? What's that? Any of the shops sell them up there, the bait and tackle no, you shops? You can buy them. Yeah, you can. Well, there's a couple of shops in Brisbane that sell them. I'm not entirely sure on the Goldie uh, at this stage. I don't think there's anyone on the Tweed. You can catch your beachworms. They're easy to catch. They're all around Kingscliff, Pottsville, Cabaret, all those spots, and Tweedback beaches. All those areas there um, will will hold them and single, et cetera. But um, for your bloodworms, your wrigglers are generally found in canal systems where there's a sandy bank in the river, and you'll see them like a squirtworm. They'll have a little... Uh, like a little, uh, sort of like a, a little casing coming out of the sand. That's the, the top of it. And you use, you use a yabby pump to dig those things um, and put them into a sieve. Uh, and you'll, you'll be able to get the little worms. They're nothing, they're not too big generally. But for your mud worms, we've got areas up here on the Gold Coast and the Cooma River and all that, but they get a lot of up around, you know, like the Crib Island worms or that in Morton Bay. But 
there's certain areas down down in the in the Gold Coast region and the creeks where you cannot dig mudworms. So, like I said, you know, check your local rules and regs and have a crack. But reality is, anywhere where there's a mud bank and you've got a um, where there's a mud bank and you've got like a uh, you know, some old logs and all that sort of stuff that have been just, you know, old mangrove trees and all that that have fallen over. So when you yeah. move that tree and you roll it back, you'll see the worms stretching from under the log where they live in down into the mud where they also live. So that's a sort of that's the sort of area you want to target for your mud worm. But um, there's a lot of places where you cannot dig it because of the greens, so you've really got to be uh, on, on the money. And okay. I'm, I can't give it out a spot and say, hey, you go here and tweet in case I'm wrong because I'm not entirely polished up on that one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> How's the fishing <laughs> <been> up there? <laughs> My fishing's good. Up here at the moment, we've got um, we've got light winds. We're forecasting a pretty depth, um, hefty storm this afternoon. Actually, there's a big trough moving in from the central interior. We've had a hot, hot, hot weather. Um, I know Sydney got uh, some obvious some, some activity there, the, which I know Kieran would have been disappointed. The Taylor Swift concert, then uh, you know people told to take shelter and all that stuff there earlier up because of the, uh, the weather but mate um, yeah, we've got that trough coming so that's going to deliver some storms this afternoon we've already um, young fellas down on the water at the moment and uh, getting some yabbies and targeting whiting no shortage of whiting at the moment plenty of those some uh, good catches of, uh, of whiting in the Narang River particularly around the council chambers also around the Sundale Bridge uh, the entrance to the Cooma River beautiful javelin fish up there at the moment big grunterbrim generally the sizes you see up in the Cape you know those ones there Blake in near Mornington where they're a couple of kilo so they're really yeah. good um, big javelin fish or grunabrim. Uh in the in the rivers they're only about uh, maybe 30 centimetres tops. They're not too big, but out in the uh, in the bay they're bigger. Banana prawns they are about. Lamb Island's been going off this week. Heaps of people. We've got a morning tide up there, mid morning tide, so it's about nine o'clock up there this morning or something, and and that's ideal. Man, I tell you what, there's going to be a ton of boats and the boys um, from Pro Throw Nets, Drew Argus and. Uh, and a few other fellas, uh, Gordy from Garmin, all those guys have been absolutely crushing it, mate. So lots of good banana prawns about. You're allowed two 10-litre bucketfuls per boat. That's for two or more people. One person, you're allowed one 10-litre bucketful per person. A maximum of two buckets per boat. No matter if it's five people or ten people, two buckets. Two people, two buckets. One person, one bucket. Um, and your net's got to be six-metre drop, um, although there is talk on changing that this year, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, also, for those after some mackerel, we're coming back into the, uh, the Spanish mackerel for the week before it shuts down again uh, for another three weeks. So, you know, gear yourself up for that. And the spotty mackerel, there's been some nice spotty mackerel down around Palm Beach and Mermaid, also down around Black Rock off Pottsville, some beautiful fish down there, northern New South Wales. And, of course, uh, up in Morton Bay, there's been plenty of long-tailed tuna um, just outside the green zone uh, off Morton Island. So just be aware that, um, you know, if you're following the school, because they do move quick, um, that you don't end up in the green zone. So be aware of that when you are when you are fishing. It's easy to do, trust me on that. But uh, make sure you just adhere to those rules. And you're not going to see it. There's no signs on the water. It's on your GPS. Um, so just make sure on your chart plotter. If you've got a chart plotter, if you don't have a chart plotter, uh, good luck. <laughs> um, <laughs> see your boat racing towards you with sirens on. Get out of there quick and just drive in any direction. <laughs> so here you go. But uh, you've got to have a chart plotter to really work out where those uh, green zones are. You're going to get them on a map obviously on paper map and all that stuff there and you can Google it and all that before you go but when you're there, you know, it's a different kettle of fish because it's just an open expanse of water mm. so other than that guys we've had a, um, not a bad week just a really hot week, you know, temperatures have been soaring into the high thirties. Thank you Paulie, step outside 
Uh, yeah, mate, we've got a new show starting. We're back on air on the 3rd of March. So what's that, another another week and a half? Mm. I think, or is it? Ne- no, it's next Sunday. Next Sunday we're back on. Yeah, first show next Sunday. Look forward to it. And then within a couple of episodes, we're straight on to our 200th episode. So that'll be a good one, um, reminiscing about some old stuff. And, uh, yeah, it should be good. It should be good. I'm looking forward to that, getting uh, some, some new series back onto the, onto the box. There's 39 coming your way. Um, otherwise, you can jump on 7 Plus and download it. If you want to stream it, you can do all that sort of stuff as well. But uh, just take it easy up here today, guys, wherever you are on the water. Like I said, it's going to be hot. There's boat ramps already packed. There's lots of boats out there. Northerly's going to crank by mid-morning um, with a real severe southerly change this afternoon with that storm. So make but, sure you're off the water before that comes through. Thank you, Paulie. We'll talk to you later. Good on you guys. That's the show for today. Thanks. Ten seconds left, gentlemen. Thanks, yeah, better keep your eye on this guy. <laughs> That's what the indicators going to change. And uh, plenty of good fishing. <laughs>